Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for choosing to invest time and knowledge into yourself as a pre-PT and future physical therapist. This episode has been sponsored by our new Acceptance Navigator series, which is a free four-part video pre-PT series where we teach you exactly how to dominate as an applicant by learning the new way to PT school acceptance. Learn how to finally get into the driver's seat as a pre-PT and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This series is the most value we have ever given away and it's free at www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. Don't miss out on your chance to get in the driver's seat of your acceptance. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. And we are live. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? I hope you guys are having a great Thursday evening. And I hope you're also staying safe during COVID-19's dominion of the world. Uh, but, but, but in all honesty, I really hope you guys are taking care of yourself and that you guys are um, spending a lot of quality time with family and loved ones and you know all the other things that will keep everybody safe. But tonight, we have something special for you. Tonight is the, I think, this is the 18th episode already. So this is the 18th episode of our Pre-PT Inspire series, which is interviews that we've been doing with students that have been part of our accepted system program, students that have gotten into PT school, and they're pretty much sharing their story because now more than ever, now more than ever, when as a Pre-PT, there's a lot of fears and doubts about whether or not this PT thing is actually going to work out. Um, it's it's important to hear the stories of real people, their struggles, their ups, their downs, and how they ultimately got into PT school. And the reason for that is because I want you to see yourself in them. So if you've missed any of the other episodes, feel free to go back and listen to them. They're on YouTube, they're on our podcast, they're on Facebook. Uh, but but tonight's a special one. So I'm looking forward to it. Ashley, how are you feeling tonight? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm staying safe. Um, you know, quarantined at home and everything, but super excited for tonight. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go through the whole process from uh, YPT all the way through the biggest struggles of, of Ashley's journey, and then ultimately how she got into PT school and her words of wisdom to every single one of you. So um, I hope y'all are excited. Um, Ashley, let's begin. Well, first of all, before I start asking questions, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what is something that Someone who has never met Ashley before needs to know about you. Oh, gosh. Mm. Uh, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Really, I mean, I thinking you. of this, I'm, I'm like a non-traditional PT student. But uh, other than that, I played sports in, in college. Which sports? I actually did three. I started off running uh, cross country and track. And after a little conflict, uh, I ended up walking onto the soccer team. And after I broke my foot, I ended up rowing my senior year. Whoa. Dang. So, so you've done all, wow, okay. Much I've, I've done a few things. Much respect. See, she says it so casually and humbly. Like, you know, I just, you know, I walked on the soccer field and I just killed it and everything like that. But, uh, but that's amazing. Looking forward to learning more about your story. So 
take us to the beginning. Every pre-PT has an origin story, why they chose physical yeah. therapy. And I think this is so important because a lot of times if we feel like we're being pressured into PT just because somebody else thinks we should do it, many times we don't think about why we want to do it. And if you, I mean, you've already felt the journey of being a pre-PT and trying to get into PT school requires a lot of resiliency. It requires you to push yourself. It, you know, there's a lot of fear behind it, especially when you're, you know, being told different things by other people, things that you don't want to hear. So what led you to becoming a physical therapist in the first place before we dive into the stuff, you know, the struggles in your process? Yeah. So for me, it actually didn't happen right away. Like a lot of people coming out of high school. Um, if, if you guys know me or know anything about my story, you know that when I was a junior in college, uh, I got a phone call and my little brother had his Achilles tendon shredded by a chainsaw, like just completely shredded. Um, we were told that he would never walk again. And if they didn't proceed with an amputation, he'd have like a severe limp and there'd be all these things wrong. And that was just mind blowing to me because this was my best friend. This was a kid that was going to go play college hockey, like everything ahead of him. And it was just going to be taken away. And my brother obviously began PT right after surgery, um, early immobilization for him. And going and being at PT with him and learning what his therapist actually did and the amount of respect that I gained for him and, and how much he cared and the compassion and creativity that he had was just so contagious that it was just like, I've been missing something in my life. I'm a junior, but there's something that's been missing this whole time. This is it. Like, this is what I want. So that's what pulls you in. Just that exposure to it, man. It was that that really just threw me for it. Like that, I mean, I was on the track. I had been working in our athletic department for a number of years. I was going to go to, I actually was admitted to grad school to go for sports marketing. Wow, really? And administration, yeah. Huh. And it was just kind of like, no, this is is where I belong. I love it. Yeah. So it's been like a six-year journey, but here we are. (laughs) But here you are accepted into PT school and you're going to be amazing. So, so after that, now Mm -hmm. you know that PT is what you want, not sports marketing, not, you know, other paths that would have otherwise been pretty, pretty amazing for you to go on. Um, What were your biggest obstacles? Like where, where did it get rough? And this is the part of this. This is my favorite part of the whole interview, because this is where you you get a chance to tell people really what the biggest struggles were, because that's what a lot of people are feeling right now. So for you, what were the biggest obstacles? What were the biggest frustrations for you on your journey to ultimately getting accepted into PT school? Well, one of the big things was at that point, I hadn't taken any of the prereqs, obviously, um, because I was a a business, a life sciences communication. So we didn't necessarily do any of the natural sciences. I think I took a chemistry class um, and maybe a biology, but I think AP took over for that. Um, I had this idea that I was going to do this and I didn't realize what the acceptance rates were and what you needed to like have. And coming out of undergrad, I had a 2.62 and I don't like to admit that, but I didn't find like the support that I needed or, and I was overworking myself um, up until senior, like junior, senior year. So grades were like a huge factor to me. And when I came up with this, you know, notion that I was going to be a PT, I was like, 
I don't have the grades. I, I have the support, you know, from the little bit that I've talked with my family about it and with my boyfriend at the time and her husband. Um, but I just was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I ended up taking a job within our athletic department, like right when I graduated until we had to go on furloughs later on. And then I worked in like a, a sporting goods store in town and coached a soccer team. And then I got hired up at a sports center boarding school up in Minnesota. Uh, I did their marketing for about a year. Um, and then after that, I was like, you know, I need more experience in medicine. Like I need something because everything's been so focused on athletics and marketing. And I took a position at a company that does clinical research. And that was like the point where I was like, you know, I can do these, this science. Like, this is, this is great. This is interesting. Like I'd work with MDs and I'd be like, oh my God, like, I just want to learn more. Um, but at the time I was taking, starting my prereqs. Like when I took that job, I was finally able to kind of start prereqs because I had moved back to where I'd gone to college and I was taken one by one um, for a long time. And I had to take every single prereq. I think the only one I didn't have to take was psych. So yeah, it was just a lot, but I was doing one by one and I ended up getting married. Our wedding got canceled. Um, the first so shout out. Yeah. The, the first time. So shout out to everybody replanning uh, their weddings from coronavirus. It is COVID-19. possible. COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, it is possible. And then I moved. So my husband's in active duty in the Navy and I, we decided at the point after a wedding, I was going to finally move to be with him. Because uh, we had been apart for, I think, three and a half years at that point. We started dating the first day of college. Um, totally different subject. but Y'all knew each other for a long time. I love it. Oh, yeah, for sure. We got married after eight years. Seven, eight, yeah, it was eight years. So I moved out to Washington. And we made this plan. I was working remotely for my company. Um, and I was able to take some more classes. And it became the point where, you know, I just need to get this done. Like I need to apply this next cycle. Like I'm sick of waiting. So we made the plan and I took classes full time so that I could finish. And I finally finished, even though they kept telling me like, you're not smart enough. You're not, you know, your history isn't good enough to get to where you want to go. And you might have the, passion or you might have the want and desire to to go and be a PT but you should probably look at like staying in your career or maybe being a PTA so yeah man yeah it's a lot of word vomit there no that 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 was clear (laughs) that was not word vomit at all I I I think you touched on something that a lot of people really uh struggle with which is kind of being haunted by by their academic past right which is like if they have sometimes it's just having a rough start classes wise and i've had a lot of friends who are now pts ironically um a lot of friends who have just had uh rough beginnings in undergrad or yeah and that was me yeah and it 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 just kind of follows you it's like well i mean i'm trying to lock in now i'm trying to well exactly and it's like you know you don't understand that there were other things going on at that time like yeah i had sports i had I was working like crazy and I had, I didn't know I had celiac disease, which would take me out for days. And I had no clue why, like, you know, once I got that all ironed out, it was like, okay, I'll make the honor roll. That's fine. Dean's list, whatever. 
Wow. Tell us about the conversation with your, uh, with your advisor that pretty much told you that like <laughs> GPA was, it wasn't. Yeah. Happen. So there were a couple advisors that I had talked to about it. Um, the first one was one of my advisors through athletics and she had just suggested that maybe I don't go and try to not waste my time, but not necessarily go forth with, you know, the plan or the idea just because, I mean, I was surrounded by people that are all the 4.0s and all 4.0s coming out of undergrad and they're all going to PT school and at 22 and it's perfect, like step, step, step. Um, Cause she knew that I would need to take classes for quite a while to get to that point. Um, but then also said that, you know, looking back on the classes that you have taken, you're going to need to take extra this, this, and this. So you can even take that prerequisite class. Like, I don't think you didn't do you didn't do great in this class. I don't think that's going to translate. You're probably not going to do well in this class. So it was very like a little demeaning. Um, and when I talked to my other academic advisor, they just thought I was crazy. Uh, and then when I moved down to Washington, the academic advisor here said, there is no way any PP school is ever going to want someone like you. And that just hit the wrong piece like that just yeah yeah so that really just put even more of a fire under my butt yep and it turned out that she ended up being my an instructor for one of my classes that I didn't find out until like the week before so I like was hiding who I was thinking like okay maybe she won't know who I am like I'm gonna try to like make myself look really good and I did that and I got away with it because I then had her for another quarter after that yeah. And she was like loving me. So uh, I just want to really like, I don't think she ever put two and two together, kind of who I was and who came into that office because it was like probably eight months apart. I forget. But I didn't forget. And yeah. I really, some of my classmates that know that happened um, were kind of like, you know, you should take your acceptance letter, frame it or laminate it and just put and it on her desk. Yeah, I love exactly. it. I love it. Oh, I, yeah. No, I, 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 I have that side of me. Like mm-hmm. when you have somebody that just tells you point blank, yeah, this ain't gonna work. Once you get there, you're like, hey, oh yeah. And this is just to show you. Yeah, <laughs> but, like here you go. Yeah, I mean that's what I felt 100. percent And just coming into it, like, and even just in my interviews that I've had, like, okay, so I didn't think I'd get any interviews at all, and you guys, like told me you're going to get it. Like Sarah was my coach and she's just like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I got seven interviews. I would have never thought that. Um, I've got one more this weekend, which is crazy, (laughs) but it's crazy. And I think that someone that's coming in with, like I said, not a great GPA and a, a different background. And for me, how many years of being in the real world, I didn't think my application was necessarily going to show them like, Hey, this is what I've done and overcome. And like, look at me for me, not just my grades. Yeah. Um, but obviously it, it, someone liked me. So. Oh my gosh. You're this. I love this part mainly because we've already gotten like, you're already an accepted student and, yeah. and you have potentially more acceptances coming. Right. So yeah. you gotta, you know, we're still open for that. 
but 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 I think this is so powerful. This is what this is why I love interviews. Like this right here is why I just love like this part because what you're saying is like what a lot of other students have heard. Like those of y'all watching live right now, have have any of you ever been told by anybody? It could be a family member, it could be another student, it could be an advisor, it could be a faculty member that because of your situation, you should either consider something else or be ready for it to go wrong, right? Like y'all ever had those people that try to be, try to save you from trouble where they're like, yeah, you know, hey, just, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Like, like they're, they're almost preparing you for the fall that they think you're, you know, you're going to have. And it's because. Well, and that's, yeah. No, go, go. That's something that. 100% 100% like dealing with it. and I'm I'm a type A personality like yeah. I like to plan things and knowing that you know I've been waiting and I didn't know what would happen um wanting to kind of build that plan A B C D whatever and just learning from you guys like you know stick with it just stick with plan A Some, it's gonna work out like I don't need to worry about trying to get like my master's degree in public health or or doing something else trying to make my application better like I just need to show what I am and do the best I can yep it's a concept called burn the ships (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know like y'all like it's so important to go into your application process as if it's your only plan right like like plan a is plan a Plan A is plan B. Plan A is also plan C. Plan A is everything. Oh, and, and what you'll so realize, hard. it's hard. It, it's, it, it's terrifying. Like, yeah. let's not sugarcoat it. it. It's terrifying because you're, you're, you're having the, like, all the things you've been said to. Like, to be honest, the reason why it hurts so much when someone tells you, hey, maybe you should pick something else is honestly because we've also thought it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when someone else confirms your biggest fear like it, yeah. it it hurts more because in your head you're like man i really want this but i'm so scared mm-hmm. that you know i'm too late i'm scared that my gpa is going to yeah. haunt me you said you started with a 2.6 it's like man i'm scared of that 2.6 and the, even though i've been working hard i'm, I'm scared that this and then someone sits yeah. you down and they're like listen this isn't gonna work out so it just it, it, it's it's so much heavier and so for a lot of you that are going through that right now this is the live stream for y'all to listen to ashley you're about to say something Oh, no, I was going to just say, like, just taking into consideration the fact of, like, graduating with that, like, 2.6, but then after taking these courses and stuff, you know, science-heavy courses, getting it up to, like, a 3.0, like, Mm -hmm. it's just showing that that's what you want, and I think that, for me, it was just intimidating and anxiety-filled, and I was just fortunate enough to have a good support system, Um, and for me, being able to, you know, talk to my family, talk to my husband and just kind of let it out was enormous. And I mean, I just feel grateful for that, but. Wow. Man, thank God for your husband. Um, and thank God for your family as well. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you had them around you and, uh, you also tapped us in at some point. So what led you, you're, you're, you're wearing the shirt, the accepted system. Finally letting myself wear it. I love it. I I haven't worn it till now. Because you've been scared. You're like, yo, I, I, I gotta get accepted first. I, I literally wouldn't let myself wear it until I got accepted. Well, you deserve wearing that shirt then. Um, oh. What what led you to look for a non-traditional approach when you came looking for us? Um, I had kind of seen, I had been following you guys for a while. And I was just at the point where I was alone. I mean, I was in a state where I didn't know anybody. And I really just needed guidance because obviously I wasn't getting that from academic counselors. 
or anyone. Um, and I just needed to find a group that would help me finally bite the bullet and do this. So simple, simple. And, and how, how, if you wouldn't mind being more specific, yeah. like how did the accepted system help you navigate through all of this stuff? Having, having that backstory of having a lower GPA to now mm -hmm. working with people like Sarah inside of the accepted mm -hmm. system, you know, our program as a whole, like what, like, what did it help you solve? Like, that was so important for you to say, hey, man, this is exactly what I needed to bring me, you know, over the line and now be accepted into PT school. Yeah, I mean, well, last summer before I even like, you know, did the application period, I think I was really struggling and knowing when Ben Kim got in and kind of his story and having a lower GPA too, that was just, that was a big confidence booster. And we had a lot of conversations kind of just about how to plan better and how to do what I could with my application. I think just being within the group, I had a lot more like, I hadn't been open with, so honestly, a lot of my friends, family, even some of my best friends didn't know I was doing this. So this was a platform that I could be open and just show what I was doing and kind of talk about, you know, struggles that I was having. And a big part of just talking with you guys is, is the moral support. Um, and then also when I came to my application, uh, not applying to 20 schools or something like that, um, that was huge. And also what schools to really ultimately apply to. I mean, I had Excel chart after Excel chart of like everything these schools wanted and how I was going to narrow it down. And I mean, there's a couple schools that I would have never even thought of applying to until I heard about them through you guys. Uh, and then when it came to the Apple app, actual application process, just kind of like bouncing ideas around and, and things like that. I love writing. So I really liked writing my personal statement, but it was nice to have people that would, would like look over it and knew what to look for because I mean, I do have a background in writing and I have friends that like, that's what they do for a living, but they don't know what the application is and they don't know what the schools are looking for versus other people that have been accepted and know what, what the, you know, the interviewers and the schools want. So I love it. I love it. Um, it's been an honest honor being just, just having you in that community and um, your work ethic and just your hunger is what did it right. Like you, yeah. you came in ready to work. You came in ready to network and you were also open and vulnerable with, with mm -hmm. what you were going through with the people that were coaching you and, and, and just yeah. the, the community that you built in there. So, so I'm very proud of you. And right before we jump into your acceptance story, so I want you to tell us about the first day you got accepted, right? Because we still got more that might be coming. I want you yeah. to go to your first acceptance. But, but before we do that, for those of y'all that are watching right now and you're saying, man, like I feel a lot of the things that Ashley felt in her journey, maybe, maybe for you, it's having a lower GPA. Um, Ashley had a 2.6, uh, Ben Kim, <laughs> you've heard Ben, Ben had a 2.4 yeah. and, and, and they definitely did not stop there, but, but that did not define their story. And, and, and a lot of you may, may have also been told by faculty members or other people that, Hey, maybe you got to look for something else. And you're just at a point now where you know that you want to be a physical therapist so bad that you just want some level of clarity. But if you guys are like, man, I'm ready to make the leap. I'm ready to figure my ish out. I'm ready to put myself around the right people. I'm ready to just get like a guideline. Like, I just want to know what to do, Joseph. I want, I want step That's by step. Like, what should I be doing? Yep. If, you, if you have that, it's game over. And it really doesn't, this is why I love these interviews. It really does not matter what your baggage is. If you've been rejected multiple times, if you have 
grades that are just not great, cool. Like we're gonna work, but 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 it's finding that clarity and having people that just get it. So if that is you, I am inviting you to join us. But but now, Ashley, for you, tell us about the first time you got accepted. Uh, what was that day like? What was going through your head, especially after having started with you know a two point six GPA and 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 having to to just go through the whole process like you did? Well, I think it really started like after my first couple of interviews and just I I was waitlisted at four I've been waitlisted at four schools so far and I kind of was just like like you know I don't know coming up to the interview that I got accepted from I was just like I don't know what to do different I don't know if I should be different um because I was just coming in as like my general self and being honest and you know having that conversation and I've never really had issues with going into interviews um but I just wanted to, you know, finally get in. And I think the interview that I got accepted from, I had called my husband right after and he was just like, no, that you got into this one. Like this is, there's no doubt the way you're talking about this one versus the other ones you're at, like you got in. And my mom, she was like, yep, you're, this is, you're getting in there. And for me, that was like, no, that that's not, it. Too good that's not it. a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of it all, like this is, I had a concussion that I had a 50 pound bar fall and knock me in the side of the head. And this is like in the midst of all that. So like, I wasn't totally, I guess, with it. I've still been fighting a lot of, a lot of like memory fog and speech and stuff like that. So I'm like, this is really not the interview that I'm going to like kill. There's no way. That was right before that interview? Yeah, this is, this is, uh, like, like two weeks before it happened. And I mean, at this point, I was hardly even, like, looking at lights. Like, I had just started PT and OT for my concussion. I mean, my writing looked like not my writing. I still wasn't, like, driving or anything, which, yeah. And so by the time I ended up getting the acceptance... I had, it had been like a couple days and I was like, nothing's going to happen. Like whatever. I'm going to just tell myself, you know, it's another no or another wait list. And I kid you not, I, I got up that morning and I was just like, you know, still feeling like crud and took the dog out and I'm like, okay, let's just go walk around, you know, our little apartment complex. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to look at my phone because I was honestly struggling to even like look at my phone at that point. And it said, uh, you know, admissions decision. I'm like, I don't want to look at this email. Like I'll wait, like maybe I should just send it to like my brother to open up for me. Like, I don't want to look at it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just open it. The worst can, worst it can be is a no. And I opened it and it was a yes. And I scared my dog because I like screamed my neighbors were probably all looking at me like, who is this crazy person? <laughs> um, and I ended up calling my brother, my since my husband's in the Navy, he can't have a phone, Yeah, you know, during the so day. Your first person you to call. So my first person was my brother. And because yeah. I mean, that's the reason I even started this whole PG journey. So it's just it. like this, this is what makes sense. Yep. And he he was just like, like, I know, I knew you could do it, like, blah, 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 and we were just talking about it, and um, he was excited because it it would mean that I'm moving closer to home, Um, so that was just really exciting, and then um, I told, called my mom, and before my husband got home, because he got home late that night, we had been joking for a while that 
when I, when I got an acceptance, I would open this bottle of Patron that's been, my mom gave me like two or three years ago. Oh, you were um, waiting to celebrate with it. I was waiting to celebrate with it. And last it. summer I made the decision that, you know, I'm not going to open it until I get accepted. Yeah. And I like told my coworkers this and we ended up, I, I put it like it on the table with two shot glasses and was waiting for my husband to walk in and get like, like understand what was happening. Yeah, He didn't get it, but my he was husband. really excited. He was really excited when he did figure it out. Um, <laughs> I think he actually probably cried more than I did. Really? So Man. that was, Oh, that was good um so yeah that was just really exciting you're, you're you're regardless of what happens with this whole application process you never forget the first acceptance because no. you know and and it's it, it's special because the first confirmation that um it was all worth it right yep. what was going through your head like after everything after all the doubters after all the obstacles what do you remember kind of going through your head uh just some relief I think finally kind of like knowing what was gonna happen next because like I said I'm, I'm a planner you got it so it was I have somewhere to go like no matter what I'm starting yeah. PT school like yeah no one can take cool. that away now so you will be a doctor of physical therapy it's done it's it's, it's 100% done uh you know you Which might my mom likes to joke about <laughs> exactly like because she's like a roofer and a waitress made a doctor uh, that work oh hey look at that look at that yeah you might want to frame that acceptance letter still oh it's definitely gonna be you might want to frame it just to, regardless of which just like which school you end up choosing just yeah i want to always look at and oh for uh, sure man i'm so proud of you can we give her some love and and, and just and just congratulate ashley for that accomplishment of finally getting into pt school after starting with a 2.6 y'all it's possible it's possible but i'm not saying it just because i'm saying it because this is like real stories real life um actually for the people that are currently struggling for the people that yeah. are where you were right like where you mm -hmm. were in, in regards to doubt where you were in regards to feeling alone where you were in regards to just battling a lot of the outside voices that you were going through like for someone that is there right now what would you say to them speak to yourself like a year or two ago i'd say be more open about it um, and what you're actually struggling with, uh, a big thing for me, like I said, was I kind of like hid what I was doing and kind of what I was going through. Cause I didn't want people to find out that I was applying to PT school and then never get in. Like it was like this secret, you know, thing I wanted to hide. It's easier and, to like go through something bad on your own as opposed to everyone also making it. Yeah, work. exactly. And like, for me, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, already practicing clinicians or, or already, you know, like you know, PAs and PTs and OTs and stuff. So I didn't, and even people that are younger than me that I've been friends with, like, you know, they've already got their degree and it's like, I don't want to be the one who's like, okay, I'm 27 years old and I'm just finally getting in. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really just to be positive. And if you need to talk to someone, just, you know, don't be ashamed of it. Like call a therapist, call, you know, your friend, you need to just be open and honest. Otherwise it's going to eat you alive. So, and just be proud of what you have accomplished and stuff. So. Yeah, and I think that's powerful. Um, I think a lot of times we feel like we're the only ones that can carry it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's important to tap in other people and, and other people that will lift you up. I think it's very careful yeah. to also, you have to be careful y'all to, to pick the right people 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll just say, hey, I got to open up to somebody and you pick somebody that actually brings you down, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something you want to be careful of. But but I think you hit it right on the money. And and I hope that helps y'all. Like, was that helpful, y'all? Is there anything you would like to say to the people? Anything else you'd like to share with us before we wrap it up tonight, Ashley? Just that it is possible. I mean, just even joining the group and even just looking at things over the last few months, I've been like, you know, if I don't get in, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And just, just knowing that it's happening. Like, it's still like, it's weird for me to think like, I'm still kind of in shock about it. It's been two weeks, I think. And I'm still in shock. You're still processing it. You're like, I'm still processing what's like going to happen. So it's, it's crazy, but it's a journey that I think in all will make me a better therapist. And it's exposed me to a lot of different things that if I was not, not to hate on anybody that is coming directly from like undergrad, but like, I think that's great for one. And I wish I would have done that. And I wish I also would have like done a three plus three program if I would have known what I wanted to do. Um, I'm encouraging all my cousins that are kind of interested to do that, but you know, just go for it. Like, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but it's possible. Like, man, I hope that inspired y'all this evening. I hope that inspired you guys. I, man, just don't quit. Like if there's anything you ever get from any interview you guys ever see with Ashley's interview being at the very top of that list is, is please don't pull the plug, man. If this is really what you want, don't pull the plug. Like, it's going to happen. It, 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 it's, it's going to happen. And I, th- I think a lot of times, the reason why it's cool to hear stories like this is because we feel like we're the only ones that are going through what we're going through. It's like, oh man, like I'm pretty sure there's times where Ashley, you probably felt like, man, I must be the only one that's in this kind of a situation, right? 100%. Even at interviews, I felt like that. You know, I felt like the odd person out, like, what's going to happen, but yeah. Exactly. So, so if you guys are feeling that, man, Ashley said it best, please don't give up. Don't pull the plug. Don't quit. Uh, and I hope tonight inspired you. Um, and, and, and that, that's pretty much it. Ashley, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for yeah, thank uh, sharing you. your story. Um, and th- thank you for not quitting. Thank you for not pulling the plug because uh, now we have your amazing story to share with a lot of people. But for you now, like the next phase of the, the journey you've dreamed of since, since your brother, you know, that journey mm-hmm. is real now. And now afterwards, you know, you'll be a physical therapist. And, but, but I'll tell you one thing that I, I told Ariana. Ariana, when she got accepted into PT school, I, I told her, I was, I was like, going through the process of becoming a physical therapy student. So going from being a pre-PT to getting accepted is, is such a tough journey for a lot of people. But the mistake that most do, like, the mistake that most people make is they forget mm-hmm. it. I don't want you to forget how hard this has been. No. I also don't want you to forget all the things you've had to do. Mm-hmm. All the things that you've done to get accepted into PT school are honestly the same things you're going to have to do to finish PT school. Exactly. And just got to remember those sacrifices to be able to get through. And- you got it. You got it. Look back at your own story. What worked? Who did I put around me? Who did I this? What was I looking and for? And that's what made it work. Like once I made those changes and put different people around me and and took the help that I needed and kind of was able to reflect on that. Like yeah. that's what made me successful. So now I know what to surround myself with once I'm in school. So. You got it. You got it. And because you have that blueprint, you're going to be amazing. So I cannot wait to see you as a physical therapist. And it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you in the profession officially um, as an accepted student. So thank you so much.
Thank you for tuning in to episode 18 of the Pre-PT Inspire series. We have plenty, plenty more coming your way. And if you have missed the other episodes, go find it on YouTube. You'll find it. If you follow our Instagram page, we usually talk about each one of them. So you can go there and kind of listen to a shortened version of it. Uh, but we've given y'all every, like, we're pretty much using 2020 as the no excuse year, right? Even with COVID-19, we're pretty much setting it up so that you guys don't have an excuse to pull the plug. If you pull the plug, it's because you wanted to. It's not because you had to, right? Like, that's what we're trying to do for you guys if physical therapy is really what you want. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great rest of your evening. Much love. Bye. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.